welcome to episode 40 of Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. That's what's happening. We are episode 40. This is the 40th one. We're in our 40s, y'all. It's not so bad. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, so um, today I'm going to be reading to you a blog, which I really, I, I surprise, that's what I always do. Um, but I, I was trying to figure out a better title for this one. Um, I struggled with titles for this for a long time, and I'm not sure... I'm not sure this is the absolute best title there is. So if you have a better idea, please let me know and I will retitle it. It's a rename the, the blog contest, um, but it is called Sticky Benevolent Sexism um, at the moment because that's kind of what it's about. So sometimes you just have to say the thing that it is. Um, so yeah, I will read it to you and that's that's the plan so here it is what, what do I want to tell you about it anything <laughs> actually there is something I want to tell you about it so this blog is now the second blog that I've written about this particular um, artist who I have met but don't know well um, and I was trying to think about like why does he get under my skin so much and I, I've, I've been thinking about it a little bit, and he is well-loved by so many people that I respect and admire and like, so, and I'm sure he's great in a lot of ways, but I think what it is is that I, I'm pretty sure he's younger than me, and, uh, and I think that's it. I think that it's the fact, like, I can deal with kind of sexist behavior from people who are older than me, because I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's a different, it was a different world. And you know, like that, you kind of expect it. But when they're younger, you're like, you're younger. You should know it's, but what? And like to see that sort of like lionization of, of particularly young white men, it's just, it's galling. It's galling. Um, yeah, this is uh, the the thing I don't mention in the blog is that the the sort of guy who says the thing that I'm talking about had previously the night before won a big old fancy award. So not only is that um, that's a factor that didn't factor really into the blog, but you listeners get to get that little extra bit of information, which may or may not have an impact on my response uh, to him. Anyway, I'm going to read it to you now so you can know what the heck I'm talking about. But I just thought I'd share that little, little thought that I was having about it. All right, here it is. Sticky, benevolent sexism. It happened weeks ago, after the Women's March. Since then, there have been many more marches and many more protests, but I can't stop thinking about this experience I had right after participating in that first one. I was at a conference. We were wrapping it up with a reflection session, talking about what had been successful and possibilities for the future. Towards the end, a man stood up to say he'd been to the Women's March and that he'd been inspired and now wanted to recognize all the women in the room. He asked us all to stand and receive applause and appreciation from the men. We stood as requested 
and received the applause. And don't get me wrong, I love applause, but this felt so, so bad. Why, I wondered. Why was I upset by this nice man wanting to honor the ladies in the room? He was just being nice. Why did it make my skin crawl? For weeks, I've tried to unpack this moment. And then on International Women's Day, I felt the same feelings upon reading multiple toast, uh, multiple posts, not toasts, posts, and tweets and tributes to women. And still, I struggled to understand. So I talked about it with my partner. I told him about the request to stand and be recognized, and he seemed to instantly know what I was talking about. It's like Secretary's Day, he said. And I said, yes, exactly, exactly that. But what is that? And it comes down to power, folks. We have Secretary's Day because bosses have power and they express that benevolently, if also patronizingly, via things like Secretary's Day. A man who steps forward and asks for everyone to recognize the women in the room is asserting a similar kind of power. It is claiming an authority over women. He takes on a boss role and thanks the helpers. The fact that it is outwardly benevolent is what makes it confusing. This is called benevolent sexism and it is a bear, y'all. Benevolent sexism is super confusing for a lot of dudes. It's why the orange man in chief thinks he's great for women. Women are also confused by it. It's men being nice, right? but so many studies show us how not nice it can be. It can get very dark and very dangerous. My moment of benevolent sexism was confusing for me because I like to be appreciated and recognized, but I would like to have all of those things happen due to my accomplishments and artistry. Being applauded for just being a woman suggests being applauded for my service to the real art. The real art being the men's art. I'm getting accolades for being a good helpmate, not being an artist or an achiever, because that's what we ladies do, right? We help. We make the coffee and mop the men's brows from doing the real work. Golly, we need a day to thank those ladies. When that guy asked us to stand, I stood and I cried. I thought briefly that I cried because I was moved, because I was touched by the gesture. I know now that I cried because I felt utterly undermined and defeated. After a day of women asserting our voices and our power, we are suddenly reduced to secretaries, to helpful wives rather than the peers and colleagues we are. Now, I think I was crying due to how quickly that feeling of empowerment can be ripped away. But, but, the good news is that now I'm wise and I won't fall for this trick again. Next time, I will not stand. Maybe I'll even ask the men to stand and let them see how it feels. There you are, folks. Sticky, benevolent sexism. Um, there are a bunch of really interesting articles about benevolent sexism. If you are interested, um, just do some Googling. You'll find some good stuff. There's some scientific studies about it. And then there's an interesting article that points to how um, Dylan Roof was ultimately like doing it in honor of white women. And anyway, there's like a whole like really interesting uh, world of investigation in that department if you're interested. 
Um, so yeah, that had linked to them in the in the blog. If you are a reader of the blog, you can just go to those links. Um, so I have actually, since I wrote this, I've been trying to figure out what song I want to put here at the end. And I've actually like started learning a whole bunch of new songs because I was like, oh, what about this one? What about that one? What about this one? What about that one? Um, but I, I didn't, I don't, didn't learn any of them kind of enough to record them for you today. They will come in the future. So this, this blog has inspired future songs. Um, I was trying to, I was most, I, well, I was trying like, what song is good for this spirit? And, uh, I, 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 how do I say this? I have a, I have a, I have an a long standing interest in singing kind of angry men's songs. Um, and I, I, I didn't really put it together why until recently, but you know, for a long time, um, I had a kind of a hit with my band with a Green Day song. Um, I, I kind of loved singing Matchbox 20. Um, and they're, they're, they're fun for one thing. And it's partly because my voice does not sound like it belongs with these sorts of songs. But also I, what I realized recently is that there's a way that I feel like I am taking on a kind of angry white man power when I sing these songs. Um, like, like there's some kind of empowering, uh, thing about, about singing them. Um, I was thinking about that because I listened to a podcast where they were talking about women doing Shakespeare speeches, especially the men's like rousing, like powerful speeches and how that feels empowering to just say those words. Um, it's a way to, to, to get a sense of what it feels like to have that kind of authority. Um, anyway, so uh, in that spirit of taking, <laughs> taking on a, a male voice, um, I, I've recorded now one of my favorite songs. It's hilarious because it is an incredibly misogynist song. It's like, it's like it's about killing a woman. <laughs> so it's like, like, it's really, um, it's really not not nice. Um, but it's uh, it's an old '97 song, and I, I'm a huge fan of old '97s. And it's incredibly beautifully crafted. Crafted. It's not crafted. It's crafted. Um, like the, the, it's like written, like, a, it's almost like a monologue. It has like a kind of dramatic arc. Um, there's, there's a lot of like really amazing, wonderful things about this song. Um, it's really fucking dark, uh, <laughs> if a man sings it. Um, so I, if I sing it, maybe it's not quite so bad or maybe it is. I don't know, but it's fun to sing. I will say that. Um, and it, and, and the misogyny. I feel like it takes a back seat to the just the like anger and the power and the whatever. Anyway, so the song is called The Other Shoe and here it is. One old brown shoe falls in slow motion Someone else just climbed into your 
bed By the time she thought you'd probably got to Phoenix She'd arranged for your shoes to be Still with